So again, the second candle of the Advent season is the peace candle. And our title for the sermon this morning, as we continue through this series that we're calling Seeking Advent, our title is Seeking Peace for the Journey. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground will become level and the rough places a plain. I've been a pretty consistent runner for a large portion of my life. So when I hear this description from Isaiah 40, I think, now that sounds like a good running route right there. Every valley lifted up, every mountain made low, uneven ground level, and the rough places a plain. Did you know that one of the most popular marathons in the entire country took place in South Carolina yesterday? Yesterday was the 45th annual Kiowa Marathon. It's one of the most popular marathons in all of the U.S. The course is popular because you pass beaches and marshes and forests but its most attractive feature is it's flat. <laughs> the Kiowa Marathon course profile is described on its website as pancake flat. <laughs> That's how flat it is. And because of this, it's the fastest marathon course in the state and one of the most popular courses in the country. Runners from all over the region and all over the U.S., sign up for the Kiowa Marathon for a chance to potentially set their personal record for the marathon and maybe even qualify for the Boston Marathon with their time on this flat, pancake flat course. In fact, here's an actual graph of the elevation change on the course. Again, pulled from the website. That is the course. Isaiah says in chapter 40, a voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight a desert, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill be made low, the uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Our passage for today is a stark change for the prophet Isaiah. If you were to read through the first 39 chapters of Isaiah, you would see that the prophet is consistently speaking of impending judgment and the upcoming exile of the people. They will be overrun and run out of their home. Up to this point, the prophet has made it clear that the road ahead will not be easy. Isaiah chapter 1 says this, Hear me, you heavens, listen earth, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. 
The ox knows its master. The donkey knows its owner's manager. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. They have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. The chapter before today's passage, chapter 39, was written in the height of Israel's power. But Isaiah says that Israel's influence and its power is about to end because of the rising Babylonian empire. In Isaiah chapter 39, the prophet says this to the king of Israel, the king Hezekiah. He says, days are coming when all that is in your house and that which your ancestors have stored up until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. That's from chapter 39. And those days that Isaiah describes did come. Jerusalem was conquered. The people were exiled to Babylon. But then there's this dramatic shift. From chapter 39 to chapter 40 is this amazing shift. In fact, it's important to understand that between these two passages, even though they run up against each other, chapters 39 and chapter 40, between the two chapters is 150 years of history. Because our passage today comes from the prophet that sometimes commentators call Second Isaiah. Have you heard that before? Or Isaiah of the Exile. The book of Isaiah probably comes from two, maybe even three different historical contexts. The first half of the book, chapters 1 through 39, was written in the 8th century BC. But our scripture for today comes two centuries later. There's 150 years between chapters 39 and 40. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah warn of God's judgment in the midst of Israel's influence and power. But the tone completely shifts in chapter 40. While chapter 39 anticipates Judah's exile, the context of chapter 40 is entirely different. The Israelites are now living in the midst of the Babylonian exile. And it's from this context, it's from this context of having been removed from their home for generations, that the prophet Isaiah offers a word of hope. And comfort. Comfort, oh comfort my people. There's another journey ahead, Isaiah says. Isaiah 39 warned the people that they would be carried off to Babylon. And now 150 years later, 150 years into exile, Isaiah 40 says that it will soon be time for another journey. A journey back to Jerusalem. The first journey was one of weeping, and this one will be full of rejoicing. What struck me this week is that the prophet says, not only will they make their way out of Babylon, but there will be comfort, and there will be peace for the journey back home. 
The valley shall be lifted up. The mountain will be made low. The rough places will be made plain. The message translation puts it this way. Make the road straight and smooth. A highway fit for our God. Fill in the valleys. Level off the hills. Smooth out the ruts. Clear out the rocks. The season of Advent can be described as a journey. We are slowly making our way towards Christmas. We are about halfway there. We are watching and waiting for the light of Christ as we walk through the dark leading up to the dawn. That's what our blue represents. Our blue represents the sky just before the dawn breaks. We're traveling around the Advent wreath as we look back to what God has done and what God is still doing in our world. Isaiah's message of comfort is of a flat path, a safe path, a smooth path, a peaceful path for the exiled people to return to Judah and Jerusalem. But in this passage, the best news, the good tidings, as Isaiah says, is not that the path is flat, but that the highway through the wilderness is for the people and the highway is for God. Make a highway fit for our God, the message translation says. It's a pathway for God and the people to journey on together. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Jer Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might. Here is the amazing peace for the journey. That beautiful pathway being described is for the people and for God. This passage from Isaiah is an important one for the Christmas season. We can hear Isaiah's words within the gospel story, within the Jesus story. For instance, in every gospel, every one of the four gospels, John the Baptist is described as making clear the pathway for Jesus' arrival. Like Isaiah, John the Baptist also says, look, behold, here is your God. Behold, such a great word. Behold, look, pay attention. In Jesus, God has come to you. In Jesus, a pathway between heaven and earth has been opened up for all time. Isaiah's good tidings in chapter 40 are also echoed in Luke's gospel. In the good tidings, the angels offer the shepherds. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The good news, the good tidings, the peace for the journey is that God has arrived. That's the gospel message. That's the good news message. 
in Christ, in Emmanuel, God with us, God has come to us. We can hear the Advent connections to this passage in the carol from this morning. O come, O come, Emmanuel. I want to read to you the first stanza. And sometimes I would say it's helpful to hear our carols, our hymns, read without music. Something you might try at home even. Try reading them without music and listening to the lyrics. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile there until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. God is coming to you. God is with you. As a longtime runner, it is certainly nice to run flat courses every now and then. It's one of the reasons why I make my way down to the Mary Black Trail quite frequently. Those flat runs are nice sometimes. They do make for faster runs like the Kiowa Marathon. But the reality is around here, where we sit on the edge of the Appalachian Mountains, not many runs around here are truly and purely flat. And actually, I have to say, I prefer it that way. I prefer the change of pace. I prefer the ups and the downs. And the reality of our daily journey is that they are full of ups and downs, aren't they? Our own journeys are full of peaks and valleys. Smooth places, yes, but also plenty of rocky places. The dazzling superhighway that Isaiah describes is sometimes not the reality we experience. And actually the holiday season is sometimes a stark reminder of that. During the holidays we remember those beloved friends and family members that we've lost. And we ourselves can get lost in the craziness and busyness of our routines this time of year. This time of year, we can and we do experience the heightened tensions of relationships, which are full of holiday hopes and expectations. The journey can be rough during the holidays and on any day. But my friends, here is the good tidings of Christmas. Or I might put it this way. Listen for the peace in the journey. The peace described by both the prophet Isaiah and the Gospels. The peace and the good news is this. God is on the journey with you. Look, here is your God. Behold, the Savior has come. Emmanuel, God with us. When the pathway is straight and safe and smooth, and when the route is rocky and rough, Emmanuel, God with us. Take then this as your peace for the journey, this Advent season, 
and through every season. God is with you, Emmanuel. Behold, beloved, God is near. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for traveling with us. Thank you, God, for creating in Christ, in the incarnation, an open road, a pathway between heaven and earth. We can travel with the peace of knowing the promise of your presence. Sometimes the road ahead will be, as Isaiah described, flat and smooth and safe. And sometimes it will be dangerous and arduous. But you are Emmanuel for us, God with us, on every road we take. And so we take comfort and peace in your presence. We pray these things now as we continue down the Advent path with you, watching and waiting for the ways your light will break into this world. And these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Emmanuel, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.